0: Hi, and welcome to the River of Life Assembly of God podcast. We are so glad you joined us. Our prayer is that today's message will impact your life in a positive way. We believe there is power in the Word of God. So open your heart and allow the Holy Spirit to speak to you today. There's no one greater, no one greater than you. Well, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, this is it. It's getting real. <laughs> yes, it's getting real. Hey, Amen. This is—I'm uh, not going to downplay this. This is big. This is a big. I told the 9:30 service. I know, man. We're—we're we're ready to go. Some of you are like, uh, you know, I'm struggling. Others of you are like, nah, 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 nah. nah. <laughs> I love the 11.30, man. I love the 11.9, Come on, tell the person next to you, wake up. It's time to go. Wake up. It's time to go. Come on. Hey, we've been here long enough. It's time to go. That's what we're going to be preaching on. But this is something big. We've been praying and believing God for this. Kim, we've been praying and believing God for this. Mary Ben, we've been praying and believing God for this. Mom and Dad, we came here in 2002. We've got two services left in this building. Next week will be our last. We're going to have communion. It's going to be a special service, as uh, as you heard. Um, our it's getting the news of the community, uh, and they're excited. We got an article coming out this Thursday in the local paper. And pray, and I prayed and that it's going to be a great report. I believe it is. They've been good to us. I said they've been good to us, uh, and so there. This is big news in the community, uh, and so. I've answered all the questions that she asked me, so I don't know what she's going to write, but I believe it's going to be good. And uh, it's this big. and God is calling this church to arise. And we've been praying and believing and hoping and dreaming and wanting it. It's here. It's here. So that's why we're making a big deal about it, because it's a big deal. So if you're visiting with us today, you're listening to this message on the podcast, you might have found it somewhere. I want to give you some context. This is what's happening. Thank you for joining us today. We're right in the middle of what God is doing. We're excited and uh, we're ready to move forward in Jesus name. I need you to go to Joshua chapter 1 today and I'm going to put our, our anchor scripture up on the screen. This is where we're going to be for a while. In the anchor scripture, the one that kicked off this whole, that I want to kick this series off that got this whole thing going is Isaiah chapter 60. Mary Ban gave, the Holy Spirit gave a word through her of Isaiah 61. It's amazing how this is just lining right up. Well, Isaiah 60 says this, arise and shine. I want you to know God gave me this scripture standing right over here where Joe is, that awesome t-shirt he's got on. April the 2nd on a prayer night, Tuesday night prayer. Walking around over here and just praying. There was some of us here praying for our Tuesday night prayer, and God gave me this scripture. I had no idea the significance of it at that time. And I heard of this before, never preached it, but I went to it, and this is what I, the Holy Spirit said. Arise and shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. For behold, the darkness shall cover the earth, and deep darkness the people. But the Lord will arise over you, and his glory will be seen upon you. Come on, somebody say, that's me, that's me, that's me, that's me. That's what the Lord, and the Lord was telling me, he was saying, Eddie, arise and shine, for your time to shine has come. It's your time. Tell somebody, it's your time. It's 1130. You're gonna, this is a participation sermon today. It's, it's our time to arise and shine. So, Father, I pray that in Jesus' name that you would continue to speak to our hearts today. And, Father, if people are even in a season that has nothing to do with this building, nothing to do with this ministry, they are just in a season of transition, they're in a season of something dying but something new in their life, I pray, Father, that this would minister to them. Use me today as a messenger. Speak through me today. Here at this 1130 service, Father, let your will be done in Jesus' name. And everyone said amen. amen. Give somebody a high five and then you can be seated. Amen. Yes. Hallelujah. I, love, I feel kind of free wearing a t-shirt today. Amen. And awesome? I love River of Life. You guys, you guys are, are awesome. And we're just excited. I've been so excited about being able to preach this message because uh, since God gave it to me on that April uh, night... I begin to study it in the Word of God, and I begin to see it everywhere. How many know that sometimes you won't recognize something or see something until you go to buy it or purchase it? I remember when we got rid of our little green car, and we I got me a new Dodge Journey. Uh, it's not brand new, but it's it's new new for me. Uh, I've never even seen the Dodge Journey that I know of, but when I got it, i seen them everywhere. I mean, you know what I'm talking about. Everybody, I, I just, "Wow, oh, look, there's one. Look at that. It's a red one. It's a, it's, a, it's a white one. My neighbor has one. And I was like, man, I never noticed that. And uh, they've had it for six years. <laughs> but it's like when you see something, when when you're paying attention to something, you can see it everywhere, Right. And let me just tell you, when God begins to do something in your life, what he'll do is he'll begin to try to get your attention. He'll begin to bring certain people into your life again. That co-worker at work that just uh, is wanting to serve God and wanting to share their faith with you. I mean, just so many. So pay attention when God begins to try to get our attention and bring things up before us. He's, he's trying to show us something. So I begin to study the scripture and the word arise And shine, begin to go everywhere. I begin to see it everywhere. Uh, Of course, it's here in Isaiah, which we'll get to this uh, eventually in the weeks to come. But I also saw it in Nehemiah, where he uses the same Hebrew word, arise and rebuild. We're going to be talking about that in the new building. And Nehemiah also got the families together. And the Bible says he he used the families to work together and to fight for one another. And so I'm going to talk about letting God arise in your families. I want to talk about let God arise in your marriages. Let God arise. I mean, we need God to arise in our family before we can try to get him to arise in your family. And so we're going to talk about that in in the weeks to come, but I begin to see that all through Scripture. And then here in Joshua chapter 1, I want to talk to you today about where we are as a church, and that is arise and go. Here it is again, saying to Joshua, arise and go. So we're going to be two weeks here on talking about it's time to go. Tell somebody it's time to go. When God begins to move you and move us into a new season, he tries to get our attention and and do that. So Joshua chapter 1, we're going to preach and and I'm going to go through this uh, verse, a couple of verses at a time here and kind of unpack it a little bit. It says uh, in chapter 1 of Joshua, everybody should be there, say amen. Verse 1, it says, after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spoke to Joshua the son of Nun, Moses' assistant, saying, Moses, my servant, is dead. I mean, sometimes God just makes it plain. He just, Moses is dead. But look what he said. Now arise, I love that, now therefore arise and go. He says, now arise and go over this Jordan, you and all this people, to the land which I am giving you given to them, the children of Israel. I just want to tell you that when God shuts one door, he opens another. And I want you to know that when God looks at something that is coming to an end in your life, I want you to be encouraged today that it doesn't mean your life is over. When something in your life is coming to an end, it doesn't mean your life has to end. It just simply means he's bringing you into a new beginning. I wish I had time to preach this today because that's in that one verse. He's saying, he's saying, Joshua, I know you're crying. They loved Moses. Moses was the man. He was one, the one that delivered them out of out of Egypt, and they were so used to Moses. Well, that season had come to an end, and now God was saying, it's time for you to, to.' in Deuteronomy, he actually says, dry your eye, and you've been circling this mountain long enough. Can I tell you that I still have a plan and a purpose for your life? I know it ended in the way you didn't plan out it ended, but it has ended So I can bring you into a new season and new favor and a new anointing. Come on, somebody, at eleven thirty, hear me today. Something, something new, something new. So he says, now, and here's a key word: now. Therefore, arise and go. Verse three: Every place of the sole of your foot will tread upon I have given you, as I have said to Moses. I begin to look at that word, arise. In Scripture, and I want come across this. We know the Bible wasn't written in English; it's written in Greek or or Hebrew or Aramaic. And the actual word for arise—it's a Hebrew word which is pronounced "kum." Everybody say "kum." You're learning Hebrew today, "kum," and it means to stand strong. It means to to be confirmed. To be confirmed. I want you to see that it has. Everything to do with timing. It means that when your name is called to confirm that it is you and to confirm that it is you are recognizing the voice, stand, arise. Remember roll call, school just started. When your name was called, you had to say here, unless you're like me. When they would say James, I wouldn't put my hand up because I don't like James, even though my name is James. And I would sometimes just go because I'm here. But I'd always have to go up to the desk and say every time, all the way from kindergarten, Tell them, I know you said James Markham, but I actually go by Eddie. My middle name is Edward. You talk about breaking the ice. I had to learn to do that from a little kid. So, but you you had to that's what this scripture means. It means God is saying, let me put it to you like this. You might have tried to stand in in the times past. You have might have tried to arise. You might have tried to do this thing that you're trying to do right now before, and it hasn't worked because you were trying to do it in your own strength, and so you have failed. So God is saying now, but now I'm telling you to come. It's come. It's arise because you are not arising in your own strength, but you're arising in my strength and in my glory. For my glory. Glory is now upon you and now you can do this so you don't get that in the English it just looks like now arise Joshua but in the Hebrew that's what he's saying that's how Joshua heard it God was saying listen I know you've tried it before because they did 40 years ago they were trying to do this right here Moses brought them to the promised land Moses brought them to here and you might be in a, a place in your life when you you've been here before whether it be the church moving, maybe you were part of a church or whatever. I don't know how you can re- receive this message today. But I just want to encourage you today that if you've tried to do something that God wants you to do and it failed, that it, uh, today i got good news for you, now try it again. Because I believe the glory of the Lord is now for this moment. And now it will work. That's the word arise here. That's exactly what it means. Someone say, arise. Arise. So, then he goes on and then he says in verse 5 and 6, God is speaking to Joshua. He says, no man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not leave you nor forsake you. Somebody needs to hear that today. I will not leave you nor forsake you, no matter how you're feeling right now. Come on, no matter how you're feeling right now, God says, I will never leave you nor forsake you. He's telling, he's telling Joshua this, verse 6, be strong and of good courage. For to this people you shall divide as an inheritance to the land which I swore to their families, their fathers, to give them. Only be strong. And he goes on and on and on, and he actually says four times in this one little chapter to be strong. Why? Why? Because as I said, they have been here before. Forty years earlier, they came right before they were going to get their breakthrough. And Moses said, let's send over 12 spies into the land to spy out the land, remember that, and let them come back. I went back and studied that. And do you know actually that God never told Moses to send the spies? This was their idea. He actually says in the original Hebrew, he says, if you want to send people over to spy out the land, then do it. That's why later in Deuteronomy, Moses got mad and he said, You allowed the ten negative people to come back and sow unbelief and stop the whole all of us from going into the promised land. I don't got you understand what I'm saying. So if you don't know the story, there's, you can read it in Numbers. It's all in, in Deuteronomy. They went over into the promised land, 12 of them, to look at the new land. 12 of them came back. 10 of them said, we can't do this. 10 of them said, there's giants in the land. There's no way we can do it. We look like grasshoppers. Only two of the 12, this Joshua and Caleb, they were the younger generation, they said, we can do this. I, and they never, they never said there wasn't giants There's always giants in your new land. There's always giants and always hurdles in the new season. In fact, the children of Israel did not get in any war except one battle with the Amalekites for 40 years in the wilderness, which the Amalekites represents the flesh. If I would have time today, I would tell you that the only battle and the first battle you will ever fight as a follower of Christ is your flesh. But it was when they got into the promised land that they had Jericho, Ai, the Amalekites, or, or all the other ites, I should say. So it was, the battle didn't even begin until they got into the promised land. So if there are giants in the land. There's going to be opposition when we get into the new building. There's going to be some work. There's going to be, I mean, it's just part of the land. So ten of the people said, let's just not go and stay right here. And I'm not talking about this building, everybody's all excited, but I'm saying in your life, you're going to be tempted to doubt God when God's trying to bring you into a new season. How many has ever talked yourself out of something that God is trying to talk you into? You know God wants you to be here today serving God. You know God wants you to serve and live for him. But if you listen to those whispers and those echoes from the wilderness, they'll begin to say, "Oh, you can't do this. You can't serve God. You ain't gonna have that kind of family. You ain't gonna have that kind of marriage. It's only gonna..." And if you start listening to this, you'll start to doubt God and you'll backpedal. Never let your self talk be louder than your God talk. That's worth an amen and a hallelujah. And I think somebody might get real excited today. If you. Don't let your self talk be louder than your God talk. They, Joshua and Caleb saw the same giants. Isn't that amazing? They saw the same thing. But they said, hey, we can take that dude down. Have you seen what God has done already in my life? And sometimes you've got to go back into your life and say, hey, I know I'm facing a season where I don't understand. I'm facing a season that I don't even understand where God is right now. Don't, and if you're confused, don't ever look for the answer in you if you're confused. But you go back to the, your history and see what God has done throughout your history and throughout your life. And that's what's happening here. Four times he tells Joshua, be strong, be courageous. I love this. As I was with Moses, so I'll be with you. Let me say it like this. As I was with you on Savage Road, I'll be with you on Sumter Road. Come on, somebody. Isn't this good, Noel? As I was with you on Savage Road, I'm going to be with you on Sumter Road and whatever season you're in that's what he's trying to tell Joshua he says hey you you know I was with you then and I'm I'm with you now be be strong it's a choice you got you got to you got to make a choice to fight you got you got to make a choice one of the first verses i learned was the kingdom of god suffers violence but the violent ones take it by force you understand what that means? That's Bible talk. And I wasn't familiar with the Bible, so I was like, man, that sounds cool, but I don't get it. And I had to study it. And the next, I had all these things going wrong in my life. And I read that scripture, and Jesus said the kingdom of God, which is in you, will suffer violence, will suffer rough times. But the violent ones will take it by force. That's what leaped off the page. God is saying, hey, remember Rocky Balboa? Come on, Rock. <laughs> Remember the coach? Get in there and hit on I me. Mean, Rocky's getting hit, and he's about ready to quit. And all of a sudden, man, that guy would get in his corner, his, his, uh, his manager, and he would say, come on, you're swinging like a wimp out there. Come on, get it together. And He would shake his head, and he would, his face, he looked horrible, and he was losing. But when he'd come out of that corner, he would get back in there. The Holy Ghost is trying to say, hey, Rock, get back in there. Hey, get back in there. No matter how you look, no matter what your life is looking like, I know you may not understand it, but get back in the fight come on somebody Woo! it's time to go someone say it's time to go he says Joshua it's time to go be strong be courageous because you've been here before I know you may not feel it let me say this I've learned that many times choices lead feelings follow You need to remember that. I've learned that the hard way. I don't always feel it. I don't always, I wasn't always feeling like being a pastor. Be honest with you. You guys know that. I just didn't feel it. I I love to be uh, like an associate, a life group leader. That would be my lane. I love, I, I actually love winning souls. I love to do street ministry. I love that. I love that. I go down to Life Challenge. I was down there Tuesday. I says, man, you guys bless me. I don't even know them, but I just love them. They're coming into the program. Some of them are court appointed, and it's either jail or life challenge. I mean, they're there. They're addicted. They have all kinds of problems they're working through. I love that. I love to get in there and preach Jesus to them and how he's a deliverer, how he can set you free. And come on, no matter what you've been through, man, there's a power in the name of Jesus that can break. I mean, I love that. And I wasn't really excited about being a pastor because it is kind of hard. You guys have heard these stories. It's like being a cook. How many of you moms or even dads, some of you guys might cook, cook the same thing all the time. And it's like, come on, it's the same old spaghetti, right? So you try something different. You put in a new this and a new that. I tried spaghetti with crabs the other day. Amen. That was something totally new. <laughs> I was like, are you going to eat? You like that? I said, well, I like spaghetti. And I like Crabs, but never had them together. Amen. Got new experiences, and it was delicious. You you, gotta—that's how it is being a pastor sometimes, telling you the same stories. But as I begin to follow the call of God, and as I—I said, this is what I'm called to do. So I'm going to do it. Then the feelings came. Choices lead, feelings follow. A lot of times. I want you to see. This is how God was talking to Joshua when I read this. Be strong. Be courageous. I went back up there and I read this. He didn't say that to Israel. He was saying that to Joshua and only Joshua. Joshua here in just a minute, I'm going to show you, turns around and talks to the people totally different the way God talks to him. Why? Because God talks to all of us in different ways. Hebrews chapter 1 starts off by saying God speaks in different ways, and he has spoken throughout time. In different times and in different manner, God speaks in different ways. With Joshua, he was very strong. He was very blunt. He said, Moses is dead. It's time for you to move on. And I know sometimes you might get offended at that. We, we get offended today in our culture on anything. It's like this meme says, I wake up today, who can I offend? You know, amen. I mean, that's just how it is. It's just so easy to offend people today. How many know what I'm talking about? Do you know that the Bible says Jesus is the rock of offense? (laughs) It says that Jesus is the rock of offense. So in other words, if you read the Bible and the Bible offends you, I'm just a messenger. I'm not the author. But can I tell you, if you read the Bible and the Bible offends you, then you're on the wrong side of the fence. And I want to encourage you to to get on the right side of the fence. Going through the Bible and finding scriptures that you like is not following Jesus. It's creating one. And so what we have here is God speaking to Joshua blunt right to his face. You'll find this in Joshua chapter 2 and 3 when they went in and they defeated Jericho. They wiped Jericho out. And then they, and God said, I want you to take all the gold that you win in Jericho and give it to me. You're going to build me a house. Why did he do that? Because God wants first. So the first city they overthrew in their promised land, they had to give all the money and all the gold to God. It wasn't for themselves. That's the way God set it up. The next city was Ai. Everybody say Ai. AI. It's a small city, it's half the size of Jericho. Joshua says, Man, we're going to tear these dudes up. Kind of like the lions today, talking about Arizona. You know I had to drop that in there somewhere. Some dudes were wearing lion jersey this morning at 930. I think it's time for the lions to arise. It's about time. Come on, somebody. I don't know, man, but I'm kind of struggling there with that. (laughs) It's been a long time coming. Amen. Joshua said, man, we can take AI out. Joshua uh, said Jericho was big. We took them out. He said, only send about 20,000 to AI. We're going to tear them up, God. They didn't pray about it. They didn't do nothing. They just went and did it. They went. And the Bible says AI stood up and said, oh, you boys want some. And that's my version. And they tore Israel up. The Bible says Israel took off running. They defeated them. It says this in King James. They were routed. <laughs> you need to rout your enemy. You need to reroute your enemy. Sometimes God's trying to do something in your life. You ever use a GPS and you get off and it's rerouting, rerouting? Can I tell you that God has a a God system? That sometimes when you get off track, he's trying to reroute you. Trying to reroute you. Come on, somebody. Oh, i got to preach that other day. Write that down. I'll preach that another time. So Joshua sends his men in. Ai rerouted them. They come back. Joshua falls on his face. I mean, men and women died in that battle. And God said to Joshua. Watch this. He said, Joshua, why are you on your face? Get up off of your face because you got sin hidden in the camp. Come on, 1130. It's quiet at the river today. Put a little pebble in the water. (laughs) Come on, y'all. was shouting a minute ago. Arise! That's what he said to Joshua. He said, get up. That's how we talk to Joshua. Get up. And Joshua said, what do you mean I got sin in the camp? A man named Achan. Everybody say Achan. Achan went into the city of Ai and he said to himself, God didn't let us keep none of the gold at Jericho. And my family's struggling, and i got to have a little bit of gold. So he took some gold. He took some clothes. He went into his tent, and he hid it inside his tent. And he came out with his Arise t-shirt, talking about, come on, let's go. We got this. I'm serving God. I'm all sold out. Come on, Pastor Eddie. Woo! Again, my translation. And then they went into battle. And Joshua was like, man, because you can fool Joshua. You can fool me. You can fool the person next to you. And they went in the battle and they were defeated. And Joshua got up off his face, like God said. He went up there he says, okay. and he said, okay, he called on us. There was a million of them. He brought them together. He said, we're going to go tribe by tribe and find out who's doing it. And you know the story. They went all the way down to Achan. And Achan finally stepped out and said, I'm sorry, I was the one. That, that little problem ended up causing all of the enemy to prevail against them. And I, I just got to tell you something here. We're going to talk about the family in weeks to come, and I can't wait to get there. But parents, we have got to make sure we're teaching our children how to serve God and, and, and to follow what he says and put the word in them and say, hey, man, this ain't an option. These, these are commandments. I don't mean to be all harsh and religious, but we need to teach our kids that you can't, you can't hide on God. You, you, you can't let your kids. Let me just, can I just be your pastor for a minute? If you say your kids clean the room and they don't clean the room, don't give them a toy unless they clean the room. Don't let them have the blessing. Don't let them be rewarded unless they do what they said that you told them to do. Some of the worst things we can do is spoil our kids like that. Well, what does it have to do with serving God, Pastor? You're all over the place. No, 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 no. It has everything to do with serving God. Because what happens is if our children... Learn that they really don't have to obey our authority, mom and dad, and they still will get the game, they still will get to go to their friends, they still get to get to get that blessing. Then when they're twenty-one years old and everything is falling apart in their life, they're gonna get mad at God. I'm serious, it does. <laughs> I had a friend, I'll say it, man. He he had a mom and dad that were so easy. And I loved hanging out over there. He could get away with anything, man. He didn't have to do nothing. He would even shut his door. His mom would come and knock on the door and say, Yeah, so and so. He said, Don't come in here, mom. Playing a game. She'd go, Okay. One time she opened the door, he threw a pillow at her. Get out of my room. He's like twelve. She was like, I'm sorry. If I would have even looked at a pillow, <laughs> mom? Dad, he's kicked the door down before. (laughs) What's that door shut? Dad, it's my door. No, number one, it's my door. I pay the bills in my house. Them clothes is my clothes. Come on, somebody. I'm just saying. And you want to argue. (laughs) Some of y'all might not know what that means, but some of y'all say, I know exactly what that means. You start crying. And mama would say, you better stop that crying or I'm going to give you. You heard me? I'm telling you. Now, listen. We all got different methods on how you raise your kid. But you, you've worked that out. But the Bible is very clear. Proverbs, he's, that's why he says, discipline your children promptly. And then he says, when you discipline them, know that you are pushing evil away from them. Read that Bible. Read in Proverbs. There's some good stuff in Proverbs. Can I switch over to Hebrews? And it says that do not despise when your heavenly father chastises you, disciplines you. Nothing to do with today arise. I mean, you're like, man, I was really getting it. What's he talking about? I'm about to rise up out of this church. (laughs) Hebrews says that if you go through storms in your life, maybe it's not the devil. Maybe it's God chastening you because of your disobedience. I'm going to say, that's Bible. That ain't Pastor I'm not the author. I'm just a messenger. I'm trying to help you today. That's the way God is speaking to Joshua in this chapter. Moses is dead. Dry your eye. Get up and do what I've called you to do. Now, that's what he's saying to Joshua. Read it. He's not saying it to Israel. He said it to Joshua. Now, everything I just said... <laughs> The way God spoke to Joshua, that's for the Joshuas that are here. I want you to see what happens in the next verse. In verse 14, Joshua turns around, and he has more of a softer tone. So if you got offended at that, okay, then drop it. Drop the offense. I can't wait to get there and preach that. That will make more sense to you in a few weeks. In other words, you're going to get offended sometimes at God. You know what you got to learn? You got to drop it. Don't carry it because it turns into bitterness. That's why Jesus said, blessed is he who's not offended in me. He's actually saying, blessed is he who's not carrying the offense. I'm just coming back next week because I got to go. Joshua turns around and here's more of a softer pastor, leader side. Now, Joshua was a military man. And now he's turning around and he realizes that he's got a whole generation of people that were there the first time, that are struggling with transition. They loved Moses. Joshua was born in the wilderness. He wasn't in Egypt. He wasn't there when Moses lifted up that staff and parted the Red Sea. But the generation was. And let me say this. You may, this is why I'm saying this. You may be going through a transition right now. It has nothing to do with the building. You may be in a season of life right now where you know God is telling you to move forward, but you're struggling. He's saying, come on. And you know that's what you're supposed to do. You know you're supposed to be in church today. You know you're supposed to be serving God. You know you're supposed to be disciplining them kids. You know, whatever, fill in the blank. What is God telling you to do? You know you need to clean up, but you're struggling. I love the Bible because the Bible addresses all of that. And here Joshua turns around and he says to his people, This is us, he says, The Lord your God will give you rest by giving you this land. Now he's talking to the people. And there's a million, estimated about a million. So these messages he had to say, he didn't have no PA system. They would back up on water. He tried everything for voice to carry, and these messages would translate. Scribes would write it down. But all these people are hearing this. He says, your wives, your children, and your livestock may stay in the land that Moses gave you east of the Jordan. But all of your fighting men, ready for battle, they must cross over ahead of your fellow Israelites. And watch this. And you are to help them until the Lord gives them rest as he has done for you. And until they too have taken possession of the land your God has given them. You see that Moses ain't saying get up dry your eye. He's going listen some of y'all are struggling And that's what I want to I want to bring this to you today You may be in a season right now where you know You're supposed to or if you're not you're going to be because life is filled with changes and transitions And you're going to get to a place where you know, you are to go ahead You know, God's calling you to do this take that job or do whatever you got to do in that relationship you know God's wanting you to do it, but you're struggling. Some of you, it took everything for you to get here today. You know this was where you're supposed to do, but you were struggling. The word for you is, is "Now arise and shine, for I'm going to help you cross over. I'm going to help you make it through the transition. <laughs> Listen, I, I looked into the Bible. Remember, I, I always tell you, read your Bible, right? But I want to tell you, learn your Bible. Why? Because when you go through these seasons, the Holy Spirit has something to remind you of what you've already read. Right? My daughters in college, they used to say all the college kids' favorite scripture was the Holy Spirit will bring to your remembrance the things you learned. Right? They would pray that before a test. And I would say, but read what it says. He'll bring back to your remembrance. That means you've got to study it for him to bring to your remembrance. You can't just get in a situation and say, oh, God, just give me what you gave, Pastor Eddie." What am I supposed to do? That's not how it works. He says, I will remind you what you've already supposed to be learning and reading in those daily devos that you do. Those little daily breads, those books. Some of us got books this high. Listen, as you read those, you need to learn the word of God. Learn the word of God. So when life hits you, it will hit you. It's going to knock you right on your backside. Gonna say Derriere, but I don't even know what that means. It's gonna hit you. Hear me. And when I was reading this, I was saying, okay, God, there's a million Jews here that are struggling. Not all of them are, look what he said, have your young warriors cross over. Many of you are like, let's go, arise, you can do it. Some of you might be struggling with the transition of the building. Regardless, but you're struggling. And I said, God, I want to help them. We know this is what you're supposed to do. And it took me immediately to King David. Can I got time to tell you about King David? That's my boy. That's my man. Since I was a little boy, I've connected with King David. Who do you connect with? You got to connect with people in that Bible. Don't try to connect with everybody on TV and all these shows and all entertainment and all that. They come and they go. Bachelor, bachelorette, whoever got the rose, I don't care. I don't like red roses anyway. I like white roses. They smell better. We get so hooked on what Kanye's saying or what Scoop Doggy-Doo's saying or what this guy's saying. Did you catch that, Joshua? says Scoop (laughs) Doggy-Doo. Josiah, he's struggling. And I used to be my boy. I used to sing it once. You know, that was my thing. I remember. I remember. And God was calling me out of that life. And I knew he was, and a part of me wanted to go, but a part of me didn't. A part of me loved it. A part of me loved the world. A part of me loved getting high, turned up, turned back, turned whatever. part of me loved it. Can I tell you, your biggest enemy is going to be that flesh. It's going to come up against you every time you try to take one step forward. It's going to raise this ugly head up thinking, who you going to be? Who you think you're trying to be, a man of God? You ain't nothing but this, and he's going to start lying and trying to bring you down. That's when you got to say, oh, not today, devil. Come on, somebody. I got Isaiah 60. Oh, it's time for me to arise and shine, for my time has come. Come on, give me some praise today. So, King David, he was a shepherd boy. Their whole family. Were shepherds. He was poor. He wasn't poor. They were more like a middle class. They had eight sons, and they, were, they actually had a little bit of money. So they weren't poor, broke, but they weren't palace people. They lived as shepherds. We all know the story. God chose them to be king. So he was transitioning into a king, and he was a shepherd boy. He didn't even know how to act in the palace. That's why you'll find that he would return to his father Jesse's house in return because when you're making some transitions you got to go back and forth you've got to learn how God does things your family did things like this god does things like this your family did your money like this god says do your money like this you did your relationships like this god says i want you to get married before you have sex you done your the world is telling you to do this god is saying this is the way you do it i'm just the messenger so you want to do God's way, but your flesh is struggling. I mean, you know what I'm talking about. I mean, you know what I'm talking about. Don't look at me all, all religious at 1130. You know exactly what I'm talking about. Some of you struggle struggled to get here today. You're so mad right now. You're looking at me like, boy, I wish I'd go up there and take that microphone. <laughs> First of all, I like saying, come on, what's up? <laughs> My boy right here in the second row of Don, Hey. We were talking about having security. Believe it or not, we got some people that ain't happy with what God's doing here. I just dance on the devil. He's a defeated little loser. When you start going the right way, man, everything's going to go the wrong way. But if you just stay, you know what God is. You know what God does in that season. He eliminates everything. He eliminates everything. And the only way to eliminate some things is if we got to go through it. Because the come follow me with all your heart and your life will be well. No one listens to that, ever. It's like I'm good. Get my little church on. Get my little world on. I'm telling you, you're going to be like AI. AI is going to clean your clock. Your marriage, your family's going to be falling apart. You're going to say, why, God? He's going to say, get up because you got sin in the camp. Now, come on, miss, be serious. That, that's why you don't feel the power of the Holy Spirit. You've been trying to get filled with the Holy Ghost. Ain't nothing happening. This is why. Because God has God's way. We have our way. David is in this thing, and I want to show you what he said to Jonathan. This, is, this ministers to you. This is for those that are not like Joshua, who may be offended right now. He looked at his best friend. Have you ever been here?" And he says, "And unto as he go to that one. But truly, as the Lord lives, there is but a step between me and death." He's looking at his friend Jonathan and he's going, "Jonathan, I know God has called me to go. I know God is calling me to serve him. I know God is calling River of Life to go to there. By the way, as he was with us on Savage, he'll be with us on Sumter. Right? He's saying, I, I know David is looking at Jonathan. He's going, I know God wants me to be a king. But if I can be real with you, I am just one step away from quitting. Read it. That's King David. That's after he defeated the giant. He's going, man, I'm in church today. I've got a t-shirt on. But I'm this close to walking away. Come on, let me minister to you today. You ain't the first one to feel that way. This was 4,000 years ago, written by the greatest king Israel ever had. They never lost one battle under his leadership. And look how he's feeling. We condemn. Don't let the devil condemn you because you struggle. Don't let the enemy condemn you because there's a side of you that if your wife or your husband only really knew how you felt, you're this close from walking away. I'm trying to help somebody today. He's going, I'm in church today, I'm in church today, and I'm trying, but man, I'm one step away from death. It's right here. You just don't know, Pastor Reddy, I'm in church today, but if anything comes my way, one more step. That's what he's saying. That's what he's saying. Come on, let the Holy Spirit in there. Let the Holy Spirit in there. He's going, come on, put the walls down, tough man. Put the walls down, spiritual girl. I know you're hurting. But I love what Jonathan says. You got to have, you you don't need a whole bunch of people in your circle. But you do need one. Everybody needs to get you a Jonathan. You're going to need one. If you're you're a Naomi, you need a Ruth. If you're a Ruth, you need a Naomi. If you're a Paul, you're a Timothy. If you're Elijah, get get you a Elisha. Jesus had 12, and one of them was a backstabber. you got to serve God for yourself, but you really can't do it by yourself, right? Jonathan looks at him, and I ain't going to put it all up there, but Jonathan says, whatever you need me to do, I'm going to help you. And then three verses later, he begins to tell him this. You've heard, fake it till you make it? I worded it like this, faith it until you make it. In other words, he says, David, make, take one step. It's just one step, David. It's one step. What did we read in Joshua? Every place that your foot touches. He didn't say, I'm giving you all the land. He said, I'm giving you all the land. But read it again. You're not going to possess it until you, how are you going to possess it? Step by step. Did you catch that? He said, I'm giving you the land, but you're going to possess it step by step. Can I tell you this? Some victories are won with one big giant step of faith, but many are little steps of faithfulness. River of life, 17 years, preaching to two rows of people. Had a youth group, had two kids. One was made to come and the other one slept. That was my youth ministry up there in that corner. I used to get them, too, boy. Then it grew to four. Ooh, I would make these copies, man. You would think I was preaching to 27, 30 kids. I would go to these youth events and acquire the fire. These youth groups all had T-shirts, 30 and 40 deep. And I had three kids. Two of them was Felicia Miranda. Wanting to buy these books. These preachers getting up talking about how they're in the end. They're sitting there doing all this. And I'm sitting there, shut up and sit down. <laughs> That's good. He's a good minister. Whew. Had no idea I was one step away from just saying, forget it. But Melinda would come. Dad would come. I had someone in my life, come on. One step. Come on, you can do it. Come on. You can do it. One step. The next thing you know, God sent us some other kids. He sent little Amber. Where's Amber? Is she here? She's serving upstairs. Little Amber come in there. All 13, shy, wouldn't say a word. Smile. All she did was smile and giggle. And God began to bring more in and more in. Then the ones we had began to get on fire for God. Then they began to get excited about God. Then all of a sudden our youth group grew. We grew out of that room. We converted the barn into youth house. We had 25, 30 kids. We outgrew that. We came in here. Had 40 youth at one time in here on a Friday night serving God. How would you do, Pastor Eddie? One step at a time. One step at a time. One step at a time. And this is what God is saying to some of you that may be struggling today in a season of transition. Come on, stand with me. Let me close it right there. 2 Samuel says this, and I want you to put your name in there. David got through that hard time. And it says this about David. But David went on. And became great because the Lord thy God was with him. (laughs) And man, did he become great. Come on, put your name in there. Stan went on and became great because the Lord thy God was with him. Lisa went on and became great. Jackie went on and became great. Mike went on. LaDon went on. Come on, Donovan went on and became great because the Lord thy God was with him. Mark went on and became great because the Lord thy God was with him. Jessica went on and became great because the Lord thy God was with you. Nikita went on and became great because the Lord thy God is with you. Come on, give me praise. Give me praise over it ain't over it ain't over Josh is going to go on and become great because the Lord thy God is with you and your dad and your mom and the whole family this is just a terrible this world man is broken David had his whole life he lost his child his children turned on him They, Absalom they all turned on him trying to take his kingdom he ran for his life but he went on and became great because the Lord, thy God, was with him. No other, no other character in the whole Bible other than Jesus is dedicated to King David. Over five hundred scriptures dedicated to this little ruddy didn't even look like a Jew. He was supposed. To, he didn't even look like his own ethnicity. He was an outcast. I could preach another hour on David. You better just say Amen or and shut me down because I'm gonna go. I can't wait till we get over in the gym. We're gonna preach all day. We're going to sing all day. We're going to worship all day. If you got to go, go go in the cafe, get a coffee, come back, take a break. Come on, play a little basketball at the end of the gym. I'm still going. I love the church. I love this church, man. I love what God's doing. The river of life is going on and becoming great because the Lord thy God is with us. Come on, let's close our eyes. If you're in a season of transition right now and maybe you need some help, maybe you need some help. This what I'm going to do. I, I was going to leave you in your seat. I did it at 9: 30, but I'm going to bring you up. It's 11:30. Are you serious? I want you to take one step at a time. But if you're in a season of transition and you need some help, I want you to come up here to the front and just feel this front up in here. Come on. If you need prayer today, come on, need help. Come on. Joshua's turning around and he's saying, hey, if you need help, come on out. Some of them needed some help. Some of them loved Moses. They didn't even like Joshua. They were like, we're "We're fine in the wilderness. You may be right now saying, I'm okay right where I am. God's going, nope, come on. I want you to get on fire for me. I want you to get rid of this. I want you to get rid of that. Come on, come on, come on, come on. And if you need some help, I want you to come up. If you're here and you need to give your life to Jesus Christ, you're not a follower of Christ. You've kind of been a religious person. You're really not sold out. not saying you're perfect. You're just not surrendered. Did you hear what I said? You don't have to be perfect, but you're not surrendered. Today's the day. That's my alarm. i got to stop. Today's the day. Come on. I want you to come up as well. I want you come up. You want to give your life to Jesus. This is what we do at church. Nobody's going to laugh at you or look at you. Hey, man, look at this group here. Now, if you need help, lift your hands to the Lord so I know who you are that needs help. Your hands are up. Hands are up. Hands are up. Okay, pastors, adult, uh, altar team, come on up and find someone with their hands up. Joshua instructed those that are strong to help them that need help. And so I need you to help them. Put your hand on them. You just need to you begin to pray. And let's just pray for one another right now. Come on, pray, 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 pray. Pray, hallelujah, Jesus. Jesus, Jesus. Mary Beth, can you come help me pray? Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Kim, can you come help me pray, honey? Hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah help in the transition, help in the transition, help in the transition. Hallelujah. The rest of you can just worship to this song and just worship right now. Let's just keep that atmosphere of worship in this place. We're going to pray for one another down here in Jesus' name. Thanks for listening. We trust that God has spoken to you through today's message. If you would like to know more about our church or if you would like to help support the ministry, please go to www.rol-ag.org River of Life Assembly of God, a church of His presence, His promises, and all people.